Hey everyone, this is Virginia with Life for Your Soul podcast. Thank you for clicking on this episode and listening. Today's episode is a special one, and we have one of our leaders, Prophet Ashley Edwards, who joined us today. She's talking about the Holy Spirit and a lot of uh, fun testimony and stories, but we really get into it this episode. It's a little bit of a longer one. We're really excited for it, and I think you're going to enjoy it. There's an amazing prayer and testimony at the end that you will be blessed by. So we just want to let you guys know it is a little bit longer than usual. So grab your coffee, grab your tea, get a blanket, whatever it is you want to do while you're listening to this and uh, just buckle up because it's a great episode. Have you been feeling stuck, limited, or blocked in your spiritual life? Are you looking for breakthrough today? We are here creating a safe place to uncover real answers to honest questions. Because this is not just another self-help podcast. This is Life for Your Soul. Welcome back to Life for Your Soul podcast. This is a special edition episode that we have today. It's going to be really, really uh, powerful and impactful to everyone listening. So make sure before we even get started, wherever you're listening to this podcast, share it with somebody. Rachel, what do we have today? (laughs) All right. So today we have our very own pastor prophet, Ashley Edwards. Hello. (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah, this is our pastor. This is our spiritual oversight who we are submitted to. Amen. Her and um, Apostle Malik. And we're just excited to have her because she is a wealth of knowledge, information. I was literally about to say um, that. Wealth of knowledge. Anointing. Glory, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> she has an amazing history with God, and she's seen um, she's seen a lot in her in her years. So we're just excited to have her here today ready, with us. Yeah, ready to glean all the information. Um, yeah. So what are we talking about? Well, so with our podcast, we've been like laying a foundation about the the spirit realm and Holy Spirit and what you might encounter in the spirit realm. And so we're going to start off with having Ashley kind of talk about Holy Spirit and the Word of God and having a strong foundation there. And then we'll probably segue into talking about the supernatural a little bit. Love it. Um, yeah, I, um, well, again, I'm, um, um, people know me as prof. So, um, I'm so happy to be here. I'm just so proud of these two right here, just doing what they love to do. Um, it's pretty awesome. Just, uh, talking to these, even, um, just Virginia and Rachel, you guys are amazing. And, um, just really want to bless this, uh, podcast. So if you're hearing this, you guys are blessed to hear them. (laughs) They have so much to give. Um, So I just want to start off with a little bit about myself. Um, I come from a family where my, um, my mom was a Jehovah witness and my dad was a Catholic. And so I grew up with a level of confusion Mm. (laughs) of what to believe and where to put my faith in. So my mom was, was a, was a Jehovah witness and my dad was a Catholic. And so you, if you know anything about those particular, um, Things of, of, I would like just belief systems, I would say. One, Jehovah Witnesses don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And then, um, and that only like 144,000 get to heaven, like something crazy like that. And everyone else is like doomed to paradise or something crazy like that. Wow. And so you have to work your way to heaven by mm. being a witness. Yeah. Jehovah Witness. So. <laughs> And then you have one side, with which is Catholics, where um, they believe in Jesus, they believe in the conception of Jesus Christ, and they believe he's the son of son of God. But yet at the same time, they pray to saints, or they have this met- metaphorical, like just this way of um, 
of tradition of, of how to reach God and all these different things. And then my sister comes along, who is 18 years older than me, and she shares the gospel with me. She shares um, uh, Christianity without those things like Jesus. Um, and at five years old, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and um, I was instantly changed. Um, as a five-year-old, I encountered God and I had, there was at that point, you could not tell me anything else. I absolutely knew that there was a God and that Jesus died for my sins and that I was actually a sinner. How do I explain how a five-year-old can know that? I don't know. But all I do know is that I understood that I was a sinner and I encountered God and he changed something in me. And from that was a journey where I would start hearing him call my name. I started seeing demons. I started seeing multiple things of the super. I was immediately thrusted into the supernatural. Mm. And I'm saying all that to say because... um, at very early, so I still had this conflict of religion in my house, right? And so I remember really young coming to the Lord and say, God, I just want truth. That's all I want. I just want to know the yeah. truth. Like, I don't want to be deceived. I just want to know truth. And so from that point on, my passion was to know truth. And so um, so if you're on here, I'm sure you're listening because you want truth as well. So um, definitely. And so... Um, <laughs> Don't say now for anyone say they have the full and whole truth. All that I mean, this is this necessarily not. Um, I don't. I want. I don't want. It's impossible in the sense that you can have all information, all knowledge of everything, and have it all categorized that you know. Yeah. But I can say this. I can say that I really had an encounter with Jesus, and I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and I had an encounter with the Father. All three, and they're real, and they and they love us. He loves us because they're one, but they, they love us and they, and they want to, they want to reveal themselves. They want, he, God wants to reveal himself to you. And so, um, saying all that to say that brought me on a journey with finding truth. And so I found that, um, truth solely what I found in the word of God. Mm. And, um, and I'm saying this because I was very thrust into the supernatural. What I'm saying is, is I saw demons, angels, um, realms, dimensions, things that um, that at, are at a young age. Oh yeah, very much at a young age, and then going on into um, my twenties, and you know, I have in, been I've been to have like just a lot of encounters, and so um, and I'm sure you, if you've been listening to the to this podcast, that you um, Rachel talks about how um, you can encounter the realm of the spirit and. It can throw you off. Like you, you encounter it's, it's, it's not something that you put your trust in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I learned very early that, um, you can be deceived and I was deceived. I had Jesus in my heart. I had the Holy Spirit inside of me and I was deceived from that realm. Mm. Right. And so, um, the Lord showed me really, really, really early on, which thrust me into the deliverance ministry, which actually thrusted me into demons and understanding how they work, angels understanding how they work. Um, because, um, and well, and I'll talk a little bit about that is that when you become a born again believer, you are thrusted in something I call spirit wars. Mm-hmm. literally thrusted in it. It's not like, you know, you're just coming in to say, Hey, I just want Jesus in my heart. And I want to, I just want to be saved, you know? Yep. But unfortunately, once you're saved, you're thrusted in a battle. Well, the devil puts a mark on your back. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're thrusted in something that I like to, you know, coin as spirit wars. And so automatically, um, if you don't get up on your feet and learn how to fight, you know, it, it, it can you're be vulnerable. A, it's very true. Very vulnerable. So 
Um, so I call that spirit wars because there is a battle for your heart. There's a battle for your mind and your soul. Mm. Um, what what attention? They it, it, there's a battle. Who is a lord over your heart? Yeah, that's the battle. And so, um, and I'm I'm gonna tell you this: Jesus is the best thing. I like he is everything. He literally is everything. If you can keep your eyes on him, if you can get, and the the truth is, is that Jesus is the word made flesh. So he is the written word. And, and once in this, this particular, this particular revelation, um, really helped me in, in my walk with the Lord. I'm going to read from John, um, one, uh, one through five. It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And and if you look at if you look at that translation or if you look at the translation the word is actually capitalized because he it he is word. Mm-hmm. Um is this in the and then John says this, um he he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life and li- and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. And the and then and then it says this in verse 5 it said the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And be and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so um so the word, so Jesus is the word. That means that God is everything that you encounter in God is going to be in the context of his word. Yeah. You're going to find it in his word. You're going to find him in the word. And I was talking to the girls earlier and I was, I had, I had mentioned this thing that, um, I, I don't know if, if any of you are, are familiar with witchcraft, witchcraft needs a grounding, a grounding element. So they'll use, um, earth, they'll use fire. It has to have some element to ground or an it. object, an object it has to have a grounding. Um, and so witchcraft, so they, they can't, it, they, you can't just something. So it, it has to have a grounding to it. So they'll do a spell, they do a spell with some pumpkin seeds or water or something of the elements. Okay. And then that grounds the witchcraft. So that's for the witchcraft side. For the believer, the word of God grounds us. Okay. So we can have encounters with God and, and we're going to encounter the realm of the spirit, but what grounds us is the word. And so when the word of God is not there, everything needs to be questioned. Mm. And so what I'm finding is, is that um, people are having a lot of encounters. Questioned or tested? Um, I think both. I think both. I think both. I think that every encounter that I've had, and when I say questioned, maybe question is probably not the best term to use. I would say, um, no, I think it's, I think it's a good, it's a good thing because uh, here's the thing. What keeps you from encountering, encountering Jesus if people go to hell or don't receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, it's not sin that necessarily gets them there. It is the unbelief that Jesus is the Son of God, mm. right? Yeah. The word. Yeah. So unbelief is definitely something that keeps you from faith. It keeps you from entering in, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't want, we want you to encounter God. God wants to encounter you. Right. And so you don't want to have be like a doubting Thomas and doubting and questioning <laughs> everything yeah. that comes your way in a sense, in this, in a form of unbelief. But you do want to take what you're encountering and is it in the word? Yeah. Questioning from that place. Like, and like comparing it, testing it, evaluating it. it. Exactly. Yeah. More from that place um, that you're, you're doing that because I've had um, multiple encounters where they, they, they were, I can just give you a little one. 
was something I encountered. So I was in, um, I was in Texas and, um, I have a whole story about how me and my husband got married. It's pretty supernatural, but, um, I was probably 20 and, um, you know, believing God for, um, a husband and, and I really, I happened to like this guy in Texas and he was everything that I thought I needed <laughs> and um, I had multiple reasons for it. Um, I am African-American. And so I had this thing where I wanted to marry a white guy. And, and Wranglers. Oh, no. He had, he had to be a Texan cowboy. <laughs> is that what, exactly what I wanted? I wanted a... Um, yeah, I wanted someone who could round up some, you know, cowboy from the movies. <laughs> so had a level of like that kind of demeanor or whatever. But he was also very much spirit filled, loved God, prophesied, uh, you know, just could, was counting the realm of the spirit, was a leader. Just some of the things that I um, really valued and appreciated at the time. Still do. And, um, and he's a great, wonderful person. But he, so this was the thing that I wanted. And so, and it wasn't like, I was like, Lord, I like this guy and I want him as my husband. Like, I feel like we're a good fit. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was in this place of like, Lord, I, you know, I need an answer from you. Like I, and the problem was, here's the thing. Here's how this is, I teach this. This is how you can be deceived. Deception, when you talk to God and you want, you cannot hear no from him, you're already deceived because mm, you're not really willing to hear, right? So mm -hmm. if you come to the Lord and you're asking God a question and you want this thing so bad that if God, if God said no, you wouldn't listen, you're already deceived. Like you, you're already put your plate. You, you really don't want to hear the truth. You really want to hear what you want to hear. It's kind of like, God, um, the answer is yes, right? You're going to agree with me, yes, right? Exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. I got it right, right? Yeah. Exactly. The wind could blow the right way. Yes. That would be a yes, yes. Oh for my you. God. Oh my God. You'd be making a confirmation. Oh, the birds are <laughs> and they're looking at me while they're chirping. That's a, that's the that, Lord. That's that's God right there, right? So, um, so that was my first real understanding of deception. Is at this place where I went to the Lord, wanted this guy as my husband, and I remember crying, being heartbroken because I thought he was giving me a little bit of attention. So it wasn't like I was unfounded for my place of feelings, or whatever. But uh, I did not want to hear God tell me no. And so it opened the door for deception to come in. And when I tell you, um, I put out a fleece, okay? Um, I put out a fleece. <laughs> Don't do that, okay? I put out a fleece saying, you know, kind of like what Gideon did. Yeah, you're not Gideon. <laughs> I'm not Gideon, right? <laughs> we have Holy oh, Spirit. Oh, and here's the difference. Because you remember with Gideon, God came to Gideon yep. and told Gideon to do something. And Gideon's like, are you sure, God? Yep. Give me a fleece to confirm what you told me. This is different. This is, I'm coming to God expecting God to give me an answer and I'm I'm demanding a fleece. Yes. It's a different dynamic Totally there. different dynamic. Yeah. So I totally put out this crazy fleece before the Lord. I'm not going to tell you it because it's totally embarrassing, but <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what the fleece was. And you know what? It happened. It happened. Okay. And so it was, of course, so now I'm definitely deep dipped in deception at this point. Okay. You got your in toe in. Oh my God. It's like already there. So I, I, so the fleece happened. So now I'm freaking out like, oh my God, this is God. Right. So that I go, I go, I put, I put the fleece before him, actually before I even asked him. And so now I'm like trying to confirm my fleece, right? <laughs> and so I go before the Lord and I just could not, I'm telling you my heart, I just know where I was, like so immature in this place. I did not want to hear no. Do you know, 
I would say with probably like six months into this process with me and the Lord, I had an angel appear to me in my room Wow! and it was hovering over me and, you know, it was upright. It wasn't like demonically yeah, over yeah. me, but it was like, uh, it appeared, it had a light to it. And um, he pretty much spoke to me that he, this guy was my husband. So now I'm, I am a born again, you have to understand, I am a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth inside of me. I yep. I have all the scriptures you can think memorized. I know the word. I am totally overtaken by my emotions. Point blank. I want what I want. And all <laughs> this whole and the fact that I even wanted a, a cowboy, a cowboy white white guy came out of a broken place because I did not believe that I had uh, just seeing the men in my family, I did not believe that I could be married to an African-American per- man and it, him love me. Okay. Mm. So right there, I'm already, I'm already, my foundation is already messed up, like of who I think would treat me right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Because at that time, marrying a black man was not an option for you. It was not an option for me. I like, you know, I, and get it. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm from a region in an area where, um, yeah, like where the black men are educated. It's not like, it's just ignorance. It was just the fact that even with men, education has nothing to do with it. It has to do with how I viewed men. And it was more of the region because it wasn't like, it wasn't a white man from my area. It had to be a white man from Texas. Yeah, He couldn't Mm. be from Alabama. He couldn't be from anywhere else. He had to be from that region, okay? (laughs) Because I felt like that region treated women, men as a whole, treated women better. They do. They have a very courteous They have a very good, yeah, yes, absolutely. So it had, you know, it it wasn't just white men in general, or it it was more of that region. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a cowboy because in the, all the movies I watched, they they save the damsel, damsels in distress, <laughs> yep. and they yep. they are they they save they're the family. Men. Oh, they're manly men, you know. <laughs> and so this was my picture of what I wanted, you know. So I was already my foundation's already like done. <laughs> so it was it was just like deception rolling in like easy. Hey, let me just. So you have this angel who appears to be an angel. Now, had you seen angels before this? Um, I had not, actually. I had seen demons, (laughs) but I've never (laughs) never encountered an angel at this point. Just demons. Okay, so this is your first... My first... Angelic encounter where an angel came to you to speak to you. But again, like... It was a demon. So yeah. well, later on, we found out it was a demon. But so, um, so it told me it was he was him. So now I'm really now you guys like here's the amazing thing about God. You can be so God knows your heart, right? And so you can be in a place of deception. But the, and but I had already I had already cultivated a level of like relationship with the Lord where in my heart I had told him I never want to be deceived. I had told yeah. him I wanted truth. I had already pursued truth. When he told me to go to Africa at 16, I left. Like there was a level of obedience that was mm-hmm. already working in my life of giving it all to him, willing yeah. to die for him, willing to do these things. So, you know, God was only going to allow me in, in a sense, he was in in the midst of that place. He pursued me still to truth. Yep. Okay, so even it doesn't matter where you are, whatever walk of life you're in, that um, God will he he is in pursuit of you. Okay, so um, and if you want truth, you'll find it. The Bible says, if you seek Him, you'll find Him. Yep. 
So even in my deception, I was still seeking him on it. So anyway, so long story short, I end up um, moving from the region where this guy is and moving back home. And I felt like, you know, it was the Lord for me to move home. But you understand, he is still my husband in my head. So I'm going to move back to Texas to see this man. It's going to happen, you know, Yeah. in my head. Like I'm going back because I had this encounter. Now, little did you know, like, so that just led me into a series of encounters with the Lord. I would say from there, I mean, still to this day, I still encounters but like it was it was it led me into this place and so I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of lead into this a little bit so you guys can understand how important the Holy Spirit is, how important the word of God in your life is, and how God wants to, can take something that is, um, he says he'll, he'll, he'll turn, um, pretty much things that happen to you for your good. Right. Yeah. And let me tell you, the devil picked the wrong person to mess with. Do you understand? Like I, (laughs) once I came to truth, I was like, you better believe I'm going to tell everybody about your tactics. I'm going to, Mm -hmm. because I, I realized like it was so, it's so harmful, you know? So to, so I'm back now I'm back where home is and I'm out of Texas. And now I know the Lord spoke to me. I'm going to get married soon. Um, and so I was thinking I was going to move back to Texas. So in this journey, at the same time, I want to get married. At the same time, I want to be a missionary. Sorry. I want to be a missionary. And so um, I was trying to figure out my life. I was like, how am I going to be a missionary? I'm a woman. I'm single. How am I going to like live this life in Africa by myself? Or, you know, I have mm-hmm. to get married. And my, my mind I was like, Lord, I can only see this really happening is if um, I go with some sort of organization. I have some sort of education that I can go to the nations and I can... Um, be a witness for you. So I, um, I end up, so then a real angel appears before me. So now I'm, I'm at home and I'm in my room and my, my sister's home and an angel appears very similar, like the one that appeared to me in Texas. Now this time I, it was felt a little different. I, I was pulled into something. And in this place, the, the angel announced to me that this is when he announced to me, everything is about to shift for you. Everything is about to shift and everything's about to change. And I popped up out of it. It scared me to a degree so badly that I ran out my sister's house. <laughs> like, wow. I woke up at, I came out of it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this in it. And the light was piercing it. The other, the other angel, it wasn't so bright is only when I yeah. explain it. This light was very piercing is only when I explain it. And in, and when he said it, it resounded inside of me mm. is only when I explain like it. It carried wow. it, it resounded, or it, or... it resounded something. So yeah. I ran out of my <laughs> sister's house, freaked out because, you know, mm-hmm. um, this is the second time that something like this has happened. I, at this point, I don't know that I'm still believing for this guy to be my husband. Okay. So I encounter God. So I encounter this angel and I, I run out. And then I had a dream about three months prior where a woman came to me in the dream and she told me, she said, Hey, the Lord says to you, go to your family and preach the gospel. After that, you're supposed to go down this road. She showed me the road. So I never seen this woman before. Couldn't see her face, but I could see like the silhouette of her, the coloring, her hairstyle, all this stuff, Mm -hmm. her voice, all that stuff. So I woke up out of the dream. I knew the dream was from the Lord. So I put it to the shelf because I don't know what to do with that. Okay. I'm here with my family. I'm doing what the dream told me to do. Yep. So this woman walks into my mom's house. Like I had a dream two two months prior to this woman walking in my house. Never seen her before in my life. I just know, oh my God, I dreamed about this woman before I've even met her. 
And she happened to be a prophet in her church. So, and a deliverance minister. How about that? So all of the elements that I walk in now, right? So she tells me, I knew it was her. I knew I was like, oh my God, whatever she tells me to do, I'm going to do it. Because in the dream, she told me to go down a pathway. So I, and I'm leading all this because this is how I, it was revealed that I was in deception. So she tells me this. Now, again, I'm seeking the Lord, you guys. Like I'm pre, I'm still like, like trying to live my life the best way I know how to for Jesus. I'm going to church. I'm doing everything I know to do. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to be a missionary to the nations. So I decided to pursue massage therapy. Now, at this point, the Lord is really speaking to me. I'm still, God is still talking to me about deception. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to massage therapy and I'm in a new age zone. Like, it's that whole world, you know, Reiki, yoga, all this stuff. Like energy. Energy. Wow. Crystals. Crystals. <laughs> and you guys, I have Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is in me. And you know, when you when you when when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, endowed with power from on heaven, that means that now signs and wonders follow. Okay. Like mm. you are now, I am praying in tongues. I will pray for the sick. I have, you know, I've seen, I've seen the deaf here. I, I have, I'm walking in a level of authority in Jesus. So I'm going to massage therapy school. And when I get there, my massage therapy teacher tells me, she says to me, she says, you have great energy. <laughs> she <says>, You have <laughs> a lot of energy, really good energy. I really think you should go into Reiki. Mm. And the Holy Spirit tells me, nope, no, you will not. I was like, okay, I'm going into Reiki. I already knew that it was it was an strange, it was a strange power, was yeah. the source. So I'm encountering that. I'm encountering yoga. Now I'm in yoga. Now I'm in yoga sessions because I'm in the same room with it. And now I'm hearing the yoga instructor to ask. Now you're asking for something to come inside of you to lead you. You don't know what it is. You're just now asking for this thing to come in you. So the Lord was like, up. Oh. You need to know that's not okay either. So right now the Lord is like trying to keep me. I, I hear, I see him trying to keep me in a, in a space of truth, you know, mm -hmm. to keep me out of all this stuff. And so and protect you and protect me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I hear, so now the Lord tells me, he says, Ashley, you're not meant for this. You're meant for my glory. Now, again, like when you hear like, what does that mean? You're meant for my glory. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I had no idea what that means. It means it ain't yoga. <laughs> it ain't I had yoga. no idea what that meant. I just know that I was worshiping God and I felt like the Lord, he told me this and he told me, I don't want you to go to school anymore. Mm. So now I'm freaking out because my I'm I am now dropping out of something that I paid money for. So yep. now I'm in my car and I'm ready to go to school. Even though God told me not to go to school, I was determined to go to school anyway. Mm -hmm. So I get in the car to go to school and guess what sits on me? I feel this thing sit on me like an angel. Wow. And I can't move my car. So now I cannot physically move any part of my limbs. Like wow. I am stuck. The presence <laughs> of the Lord is in the car. So like, when people say that God's going to have to stop you or God's going to make it happen, yeah, he was like literally. Like he was literally <laughs> stopping me. He sat on you to make sure. Sat on me. And I could not. But it wasn't like the presence of the Lord was in the room. It wasn't like I just can't move and I have like paralysis or something like that. It was right. like, yeah. it was, I came into an encounter with God that I could not, like God was again showing me. I, you heard what I said. Yeah. Are you going to be obedient? Mm. Yeah, we actually did a whole series on obedience and so how important it is. It is very yeah. important. And you'll see why. So I, I at that point, now I'm crying because I'm upset, you know, because <laughs> I can't move my car. 
So the moment I say, yes, you win, fine, you win, okay? Like, I wasn't like, oh my God, yes, Jesus, I I surrender to you. No, it was like, what the heck? You know, fine, okay? Like a a teenager that's upset, okay? Mm -hmm. And I have to be obedient. So I'm crying and I'm like, okay, yes. So once I say yes, I can move, okay? Um, and so I get out the car and I pretty much tell my mom up, oh, I'm quitting. She's like, why? I, you know, I really don't have, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just, I just am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this same, so about a, three weeks later, this same woman comes to me that I had in my dream. It says, Ashley, I'm going down to this campground in Ashland, Virginia. The Lord wants you to come with me for nine days. So again, this woman, I'm going to follow her wherever she tells me to because I had a dream about her. That's all I know at this point. So I'm like, fine. So you have to understand, like, I would have never went with her because I was in school. Yeah. Mm. So if I wasn't obedient in that small... You had already made the decision to quit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oh my God, that then this opportunity opened up. Yes. So I followed her to this place. And when I got to the place, it was the glory. I encountered, like, this campground were missionaries. This campground was everything that I was looking for. The presence of God was there. It was the presence of God. I never felt like this before. And so when I got there within the few days, um, and I'm going to try to, because the story's long. So. I get there and now I come from like, if you don't know my background, I love the word of God. So I'm pretty much like everything has to be the word, you know, yeah. that's just the way I was raised in, in Christianity is that the word of God is our most prominent thing. And it is. And so I get there and I mean, but the problem is, is I'm encountering God in such a way that I've ne- like the presence of the Lord was so thick. I didn't know you can encounter God like this. I didn't know that he could be so present, like the the Shekinah, like the glory, like the the weightiness of his presence. I didn't understand that that was even possible to experience in this lifetime. I thought when you go to heaven, oh, you're going to experience this this presence of God, right? So I'm like seeing this presence of the Lord there. And the first thing that um, um, this, you know, black guy is up there singing a song and I'm like, huh? I don't like black guys, remember? Because I've made a vow that I will never marry mm. a black man. So I, you know, he's cute, whatever, but I don't, I'm not really looking at him like that. And he's singing and he's leading worship and all this other stuff. And so I'm there and um, it's just, it's just crazy. So I, um, I'm encountering God like I never, so the next day, so I'm there for nine days. So this is day one. So the second day I'm there and one of the pastors there is ministering. And this is kind of where we kind of roll into the Holy Spirit in a degree, in a dimension I'd never encountered before. So now I am in this service and this lady is praying for people and they're falling out in the spirit. (laughs) And in my head is she's pushing them. Absolutely. (laughs) She's pushing them. There's no way that you could just fall down. Okay. Like that doesn't make no sense. She's pushing people. That's my thing in my head, you know? Yeah. But I'm so hungry for God that even if maybe that's possible, I want him. So if he's in that, I want it, you know? Yeah. So this is what, this is the place that I'm at. So this lady is like this now, I know her name is Pastor Day now, but at at that point she was a lady. Okay. Yeah. A lady. lady. (laughs) She was a lady. (laughs) Some lady. Pushing people. Some old lady. (laughs) Pushing people on the ground. Okay. And so I'm like, so she comes to me and I'm like, I'm talking to the Lord. I'm like, God, Lord, she better not push me, but I do want you. And I want, like, I'm hungry for you, but she, I'm going to stand. She's not going to push me down, you know? Mm-hmm. So she comes over. And when I taste, she like prays for me. She comes over. She says, the Lord just wants you to know he loves you. That's what she says to me. And then she takes her finger 
like not the whole hand it, and taps my forehead. Like not even, there's no pressure, nothing. She says, the Lord loves you. I fall down like a plank of wood. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it make no sense. Like, you know, like what happened? Like, like if you were looking from, like someone just knocked her with a bat. Like that's just what happened. Like it went down. There was no gradual fall. There was no, oh, let me lay down. Let me just, no, it was like, like you're out. Like that, right? So, but that it wasn't about the fall. It was about what happened when I got on the floor. Mm. And what I what happened when I got on the floor was I felt this overwhelming presence of the Lord on top of me, and I and I could this voice of God came over me like it was like He almost like corrected me. It's only when I explain it, like I'm gonna do what I want to do in you. You know, yeah. I encountered that part of God. I was like, Oh my God, I am so sorry. If you want to throw me across the room, throw me across the room. Like yeah. if you want to, <laughs> if you want to dangle me from a tree, dangle me from a tree. Like I encountered this thing where I was like, Oh my God, he is so much more powerful. You would think I would have known that from the angel that sat on me. No, 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 <laughs> no, it was not. Right. So I get to this place. So now I'm weeping. I am, I'm now God is starting to like loosen up my my self-righteousness stuff, you know? So I'm getting to this place. So at this point, I'm like really hungry for the Lord. So I go to the prayer room and I I saw this woman. I never saw her again. I saw her once. She said this one thing to me, never saw her again. She comes. So I go into the prayer room and this woman comes to me. And let me tell you, this was like my first, one of my first prophetic words that I ever got. Probably not the first prophetic word you want. I'm sure if you wanted a prophetic word, you want to hear the Lord say, oh, I shall thrust you across the nations and you will be <laughs> da, da 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 and you will do this for me and you will do that for me and I will do this inside of you and I will cause you to have great destiny and purpose. No, that was not my encounter with the prophetic, okay? <laughs> I am sitting down in there and this lady comes to me and she says, there is a snake wrapped around your spine and you've been deceived. I was like, man, that's really harsh. Yes. But it straight up delivered me. Okay, guys. Like, wow. She's like, you've been deceived and there's a snake wrapped around your spine. And what rolled out of my belly was the name of this guy in Texas. Wow. And I knew that I knew that I was deceived. And so... Is that the moment that you knew that the first angel was not an angel? Not, 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 not right away. Oh, okay. I just knew I was deceived mm-hmm. at that point. And I knew, and because of my deliverance, I had some level of deliverance training at the time. It's like the Holy Spirit pulled on all the truth that was inside of me at that point. Like I knew I made a vow that I would never marry a black man. I knew that I had made all these different things that I didn't want to hear. No, like God was starting to like unveil all mm. where the deception got in. Right. Yeah. And so I am now a hot mess. I am like crying on the floor. I'm, I can never hear God again. I am the worst <laughs> Christian that's ever walked the face of the earth. I can't hear God. How can I be a Christian and not hear God? Like I am mall, you know, in my self pity. Like I am, I'm not going to get married. Mollowing. Oh my God. It was just like everything I heard wrong. <laughs> I probably put this guy through torture. Like I'm just going through my mind. Like I'm wallowing in sorrow that I, <laughs> got this thing wrong because my passion was always to hear God. Like I just wanted to always hear his voice. And so this was a place that hit me really strongly. So I'm repenting, repenting, repenting all day. Like I didn't want to eat, you know, like Mm -hmm. just hot mess. 
So the prophet lady comes to me and she says, um, hey, you know, do you, we're going to pray tonight. You want to come? And she's African. So we need an African man that can pray. <laughs> so she comes to me and she says, hey, um, you want to come pray tonight? I was like, sure. Why not? I have nothing else to do in my life. You know, like, you know, it was like that, very much like that. Right. And you're stuck at the camp. Oh yeah. I was stuck for nine days. So I was yeah. like, oh my God, like whatever. She's my ride there. No, I have my, no, I have my car. So I go there. Now, again, it was only, now remember, this lady that told me I had a snake wrapped around my spine, it was only me and her in that place. No one else was there with me. So we go back to the same prayer room, except for it's 12 o'clock at night, midnight to pray. And so she comes, she starts praying for me. This other lady. The prophet lady, my, the dream lady. We call the dream lady, right? Oh, okay. yeah. So the dream lady, she's with me because she brought me there. She said she started to pray for me. So she put her hand on my belly. When she put her hand on my belly, when I tell you guys, it felt like something punched me. She mm. was just she just pressed on my belly and started praying in the spirit. She punched my belly. I went out and the, I fell out like a plank again. <laughs> and this time she said, I just saw a snake leave you. Wow. Now she never, she wasn't in the room. I didn't tell anybody there was a snake wrapped around my spine. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody that this thing. So I was immediately delivered from a demon. Immediately delivered. And so... I was immediately delivered. And when I tell you, that is a whole other story that I could tell. You can find me and other stream, other to hear the whole story of this. But that right there propelled me into a series of encounters with God that absolutely shifted my life. I encountered angels. I encountered demons. I encountered covens of witches. I've encountered, I mean, it thrusted me into the nations. It thrusted me into multiple things that I can't even, I mean, I don't want to have enough, th- enough time to talk to you about. Yeah, it'd be hours. It'd be hours <laughs> of like my encounters with Jesus that I've had as that thrusted me into this whole thing. And it gave me this passion to know that I, you can be deceived. You can be doing yeah. all the things right. Yeah. And still, and in your heart, if your heart is not turned towards God, wanting to hear truth. Right. The, if you if you listen to the word of God, it says they they had they didn't have ears to hear. And if you need, and if I can give you a picture, a mental picture, it's like your art, your heart has little ears. <laughs> it has ears and it has to we want gotta, to hear. You got to make a graphic for that. Yeah, yeah. So your, your heart has ears and it needs to hear the word of the Lord mm. for life. And either you can be closed off to truth or you can be open to truth. And so that that is definitely... Um, one of the areas that I found that I got really delivered, and to make a long story short, I got married. I mean, I, I, God did everything He said He was going to do. We went to the nations. We were missionaries. I did all that stuff that God put in my heart to do. Um, but can you tell? Can I tell you if I still had that deception? I don't think I would have gone into any of those things. And I'll be honest with you. In some degrees, I don't think I would have stepped into what God has called me into now if I yeah. had, God had not dealt with that inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. So it's extremely important um, that you that we know and and what the Lord showed me in encounter in encountering these things does it does it line up with the Word of God does it does it does it bring you to Jesus does it does it um, all of the angelic encounters that I had there was a there was this. Jesus, it it brought me to Him. It brought me to a place of repentance. It brought me to a all place, the true angelic. Encounters. Yes, mm. all of these things brought me to this place of revealing who He is. It wasn't even about the angel. Yeah, it wasn't about the angel's name. It wasn't even about any of those things. It was about Him, right? Yeah, and it, and it, and on top of that, the encounter brought substance. Okay, it wasn't like and um, fruit. Fruit. 
fruit from it, okay? So you can have as many visions as you want you can have, but I have a problem if you're having these godly visions and encounters and you come up with a nasty attitude and you have... You no, don't have the fruits of the you spirit. You don't have no. the character. fruits of the spirit. You don't have the character. You're nasty. You're all these things. And you don't come out changed. Yeah. I have to question some things. Yeah. Because as far as I'm concerned, when you encounter Jesus, people were changed. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say that. I, you can't have a real encounter with God and walk away the same. No, you cannot. Yeah. You can't. And so um, I'm really thankful for what God has brought us into. And all of this... Um, all of these things brings us to the spirit of truth, right? And so the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals Jesus to us. He reveals truth. So we need the word. Um, you need the chronos word, which is the written word, and you need the rhema word. Mm. And the rhema, the rhema is the living word of God. It's where the Holy Spirit breathes life, life on the word, and he reveals himself to you. And the Bible says that the spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. And that, in that, in that, um, so you, you, we need him. Ooh, we need him. Sorry, I keep eating my gas. Uh, we need truth to to. We need the Holy Spirit to interpret it for us. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no way. I I think I just think that God okay. has so given of His Spirit to us that as Him giving us giving us His Spirit, we need the Spirit of Truth to reveal the truth to us. Mm. Um, and so I, you know, just like you know, you as a five year old, no one convinced me that Jesus was the son of God, the spirit of truth yeah, encountered me. And I just knew, I just knew that this was true. I just knew that God was it. I, you didn't have to, I didn't have to analytically pull it apart to find out that this is truth. Although I'm very analytical, but when, when it comes to God, God is so much higher than our thoughts, so much higher than our understanding. And I'm just going to say this. If you think that you're going to figure out God first before you come to him, I have yeah. a, I have a, a rude awakening for you. Yeah. God is so much far far beyond your understanding that it's there's just yeah. no there's no way. And honestly, that's not that even that attitude towards him is a little bit like arrogant. Arrogant and it's like to the creator of the universe you're saying if you don't prove to me that you're like mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen. And a lot of that encounter like you said like you didn't need someone to tell you and convince you that Jesus was son of God because he did create you. So when your creator is talking to you, exactly that hits you in a place that that's the only thing and, that makes sense. And know? even when you were talking about the angel, the true angel, he, he wasn't chatty. He didn't have this no. long message, Mm-mm. but it's like when, when, when the angelic comes from the eternal realm, when they're coming from God, they're carrying the substance of God and the yeah. presence of God. So it's going to feel different. Um, but also when you're talking about the heart having ears, it reminded me of the verse in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. For time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to have here. Mm. So there's a difference between having ears that are just willing to let God speak and whatever he wants to say yep. versus having itching ears eager to hear what you want to hear. That's this so good. True. Yeah. So I, I found, um, you know, just over the years, pastoring people, you know, and pulling people out of places of deception. I, I can tell you right now, you normally say, hey, listen, you got to get neutral with the Lord. That means you got to be willing to hear him say yes, to say no, to say whatever he wants to say in the subject. And honestly, I probably wouldn't even talk to him until you get your heart in that place. That means dealing with your heart, like, mm. okay, like getting your emotions in a place that you can really hear from the Lord um, and that you can really receive information. Because here's the thing, like, if you don't get 
it right, even if you do hear no, you'll like self deceive yourself. Like, oh no, that wasn't God. No, mm-hmm, like yeah. you'll just like talk yourself into what you think that you should do or whatever, rather than really hearing Him. And 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 this is why it's so important. The Word says that we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind by the Word of God, because you need the Word. You need Him. Like so, what what starts to happen when you start to dive into the Word of God? You're you actually the Bible says that the that that his word will be written on your heart, right? So no longer is it, it's like you, you become the word of God. You actually start to envelop who God is by his word. And so that, that begins to transform you by diving into the truth, diving into those things. And then, and I'm telling you, you put, you put Holy Spirit on that and you just a firecracker. I mean, you've got, you got the word and you have the spirit of God in you. And then now you have the power to overcome. And so there are a lot of people that are trying to get to God solely by following the letter of the law, which I mean, following the word to its crisp, like. Mm -hmm. Like just what it says, the literal meaning. Meaning, Yes. Don't bring in context. context. (laughs) Yes, yes. So um, there's a lot of people that that are trying to follow the word very by the letter. Okay. And you know, if you do that, that's very admirable. But I'm just letting you know, uh, the children of Israel try to do that for... Uh, centuries, of years. hundreds yeah. of years, thousands, actually, 4,000. Yeah. Let's talk about it. 4,000 years. They tried to do it. Okay. Yeah. And, um, it never worked. Okay. They, they just, did you know Israel could not follow God for longer than 80 years? Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. between 80 and 100. They and could, they would follow, they would uh, fall follow apart. Away. They would fall away. Why? Because the, because following the letter of the law was, we were never going to be able to do that. Yeah. And that's why Jesus came. And Jesus came. So that you can have access to him through the blood of Jesus. And he also came that his Holy Spirit could fill you so yeah. that He, him in you can help you, give you grace to walk this out, right? So um, so this is why. And I don't know if you're listening here today. I know we're kind of wrapping up a little bit. But if you're, I just want to say that if you're listening here today and say you have given your heart to Jesus and you are on this journey to discovering who God is, I just want to encourage you, discovery is beautiful. And in your process of discovering God and your process of finding out who he is, it is a journey that is beautiful. And I want to encourage you that, that like dive into the word of God, find a good church, find a church that believes, believes in the word, believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues, getting water baptized, um, where they're flowing in signs and wonders. They're believing in the healing power of Jesus. I'm telling you, Jesus died on the cross, not only for us for salvation, but, but that we can also encounter him, heaven on earth, this, this, um, signs and wonders. He told his disciples to go out and, um, heal the sick, cleanse the separate, the, the, the leper, cast out demons, um, preach this gospel, right? So you're seeing all of these elements of the fullness of the word of God operating in a church, right? And, and I promise you, as you do those things, as you, um, especially as you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, you'll find that God will lead you. He will lead you into truth. He'll lead you. And even if you may not, you don't have to, the thing, I think some people feel like they have to understand truth fully to, 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 to take to, the leap or understood, understand truth fully in order to discern deception. Okay. Does that make sense? Like I have yeah. to know but that, everything. But that's relying on your own wisdom and your own mind. Exactly. Which exactly. could be deceived and you really need 
Holy Spirit is your deception finder. finder. Your, yeah, your <laughs> yeah. locator, right? Yeah. <laughs> like your metal detector. <laughs> like, so, um, so, so I, I just want to encourage you. And I, you know, I also want to hear, I just, cause I'm saying there's, there's deception out there and it is, but there's, this is one thing you don't have to fear. We don't have to want to fear deception. I think that we want to be wise. We want to be watchful. The Bible says to be sober and watch. For your adversary, the devil, roars around like a lion seeking who he may devour. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the key here is to be wise, to be watchful, and to allow the Holy Spirit in you to do what he wants to do in you so that he can speak to you. He can get, he can begin to locate. And I, it's taken me, I have been walking with the Lord, as you can hear, since I was five, right? I have been in ministry since I was 14 and 15. I, my first mission trip, I went to Africa for a month to preach the gospel in my 10th year of high school. Like that's how long I've been in ministry, right? The next year I went to Panama. The next year I was in, so I've been in ministry a really long time, a very young age. And I can tell you this. I can tell you that there are, um, God has, I, I've found the biggest deception error is myself. Mm. Okay. There are a lot of outside stuff that can bring you and lead you into directions, but I found that my own desires and my, myself has been, um, because the Bible says that the spirit and the flesh war against one another. Like yeah. they, they fight against God. They, you're, you're the, the, that part of you. Um, and I'm sure you know, like, I don't want to, I want to, like, even Paul says, I, I, I don't want to sin, but I sin. I, I don't want to, like, there's this duality where you want to do the right thing. And yet there's this place in you that does not want to do what y- you know is right. And so I found that it took me years to, understand Holy Spirit and how he moves in me. Mm. And to not always like, I cannot tell you if I would have listened to the Lord or the Holy Spirit saying, Hey, don't do that. It would have saved me. (laughs) Let me tell you, it would have saved me so much. It took me so long just to get that part right. Oh, that's what that feeling is. Oh, in the pit of my belly, that little knot that, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. hey, that's probably the Holy Spirit telling me not to do that. The Holy Spirit going, hold, hold up. up. Yeah, like, <laughs> it took me years walking this out, like, because I was always expecting to operate from my mind and my mind telling me yeah. not to do something rather than him in me, like this, this, huh. I don't know. I don't feel. I guess a lot of people say it's like a check. It's like, like a check, yeah, check. An inward check. Mm-hmm. And you'll if you if you continually disregard that, um, you're doing a disjustice to yourself. And so I want to say this, and I don't. I know Rachel and uh, Virginia will probably talk to you guys more about the Holy Spirit and how He comes in and how He fills you. It is absolutely one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, if you can ask them. Like if you come to our church. Most Sundays I ask if someone wants to get filled with the Holy Spirit because it's one of my favorite things to do. It is one of the most beautiful encounters. It is one of the most beautiful things to activate a person into the Holy Spirit, to activate them into walking with God, to walking with Him. Um yeah, it changes your whole relationship. Oh my God, it just yeah. changes everything. Like I, you, this, that's the place you learn to prophesy. That's the place that you learn to do operate in the in the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Right? It teaches you to not, lean not on your on your mental way of you start to enter into the Spirit. Is the only when I explain it. Um, so it is something that if you're here and you're listening and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that if you ask of the Holy Spirit, he will not give you a stone or a snake. But if you ask of him, he will give it to, he will, he will, um, he will give you the, the Father will give you the Holy Spirit, right? And so if you're in that place of pursuit of that, 
I'm telling you, ask open wide, open wide, because I'm telling you what, he's going to come in, he's going to rush in, and he's going to come in and he's going to fill you to overflow. And so... um so if you know if you're listening, I, I just want to really encourage you to get filled with the Holy Spirit with praying in tongues. I know it sounds crazy, but it is. Let me tell you, you go into the demonic realm and you go into witchcraft and you go into all these stuff. They have their tongues mm-hmm. and their demonic tongues, and they have their languages that they speak and they have their things. I'm telling you what, the everything that that realm does is a counterfeit of the real thing. There's nothing that the astral projection, the the signs and the stuff, just you can go back even in Moses where Moses, you know, performed the snake miracle. Yeah. And the suits in the Egyptian sorceress Ma- did yeah, the same the thing. The difference is, is that the, 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 the snake that came from God ate up the snakes of the sorcerer. So they, they, they tried to mock and mimic the things of God. There's Satan can't create anything. Or they yeah. try to, they break the, they try to bypass how God would normally do something and do it in a in a twisted way. Yes, yes. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is a counterfeit's only going to take you so far. It's oh, not going to – at some point, you're going to be encountered or be confronted with, well, what is the truth? What is the yeah. real thing? And yeah. that's the thing that brings correction and power, true right, power and right. everything. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you're listening as well, you know, light for your soul and those of you that are listening, I'm sure that you are drawn to the supernatural. I'm sure that you – you know there's something more. You know there's something more than this um, outside of the confines of, I mean, science can take us to a degree. You go and start and get into quantum stuff, then you'll kind of, it'll elaborate more on tapping into some things in the spirit and dimensional um, things. But I, I'm letting you know now that like, and I'm just saying this, the kids that are being born right now, they're like different. Like even the last 20 <laughs> years, the kids that have like, even my generation, we're hungry for something else. We're hungry yeah. for more. We want to see God. We want to see him move. Like I'm not okay with going to church and you giving me a good sermon. And then I'm going back to my, like, I need change. Life as usual. I yeah. need transformation. I yeah. want to see God. Like where is the God of Abraham? Where is the God of Jacob? Where's the, where are the stories where fire is coming from heaven and burning up a sacrifice. And then, you know, Elisha <laughs> killing all of the, the yeah. prophets of Baal. Like, <laughs> You know, you want this, like, Lazarus come forth, come debtors being raised, like something that is so much more. I mean, we're watching Avengers, we're watching all these movies, like Dune, all this supernatural stuff. Like, we, you know there's something more to life than the mundane going from here to there. There's right. so much more to God. And, I, and I'm going to, and he wants to, he wants to invite you in that place, but he wants to invite you in that place. You got to come to him. You got to come to him. And you got to lay yourself at his feet and allow yeah. him to show you those things. And, yeah. um, and he will, he'll show you those things and, and, and he'll do that. Um, definitely getting filled with the Holy Spirit would really help. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, like, if you are a Christian listening to this, but you feel like you have a mundane, boring life, if it's just that you know, day-to-day stuff and there isn't power and encounter. And um, I, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, like that is the missing piece. Like say that prayer, like get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're in, if you're local to Northern Virginia, come to Relentless, get filled (laughs) with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can, um, and, and say you've gotten prayed for to get filled with the Holy Spirit before and it's never happened. Don't give up. Um, Find us here at Relentless. 
And you'll leave filled. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll leave filled and you will, um, don't give up on it. And, 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 um, but you know what? What we'll also do is if you are not local to Relentless and you can't find, we will try to put in the show notes, um, like maybe a video or a YouTube video or something that you can watch that can st- walk you through the steps of being filled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or some kind of resources that you can have. But if you're anywhere nearby, come see us. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And, For sure. And, and most, and you know what? Of course, I'm a little bit, you know, because I believe church legit. But <laughs> there are many legit churches out there. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure if you are really seeking after that, place of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me, and I'm going to say, just give you a little short, a little short story. My husband's not here, but he has an amazing story of um, being adopted and went to jail, all this stuff. And Jesus walked into his room, his prison cell, and he did not even know about the Holy Spirit and getting filled with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus walks into his prison cell, he gets saved. So that's awesome. He gets saved. Because Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up in the room (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he gets saved. So he gets saved. I don't know necessarily the time, like, slot of when it happened, but this is what he told me. He said that he went to sleep and he had a dream and he had a dream of um, people were being sucked up. Christians were being sucked up into a light in the sky. He says that he was just pretty much like a rapture dream is what he was having. He was having a dream about going up to the sky and Jesus in the sky. And so he he says he sees himself flying on the ground in the dream and then he's being sucked up in the light and he wakes up with tongues coming out of his mouth. Like he got wow. supernaturally filled. No one laid hands on him. No one like- and he didn't yeah. even know to ask. He didn't even know to ask. Literally <laughs> got filled with the Holy Spirit just like that. And so I just want to encourage you, you can go in your room and you can ask the Lord, Jesus, I'm asking you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Mm. With the evidence of praying in tongues. And you get there in your own self and you, and I promise you what, you, there's some, there's, there's scriptures. I will look it up. It says that, um, I believe it's in Romans 8, 28, I believe. And it mm. talks about that moans and groans, things not understood will come out of your mouth, um, that you will begin to, do you have it? Um, okay. So verse 26, and the Holy 26. Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit leads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Yes. So that's a major scripture. Also, there's a talks about that uh, rivers of life will flow out of your belly. And so you go in your room, you ask for Holy Spirit to fill you with the Holy Spirit, and then you you sit there and then you open your mouth and whatever comes out, you let it out and you begin to pray and moans and groans. It's like a language and you allow that. And so it'll be unknown to you, unknown tongue to you. You won't be English. It won't be those things, but it'll be, and it'll flow, it'll flow out of your belly and um, you'll begin to pray in tongues. And you can look at it in Acts 2 where the Holy Spirit came and it says there was tongues of fire over their head and they were speaking. They was like drunk. They thought they were drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you can see all throughout Acts where um, Paul, I mean, Paul goes, Peter goes to them and they get filled with the Holy Spirit and they, all of them just got filled with the, with the Holy Spirit praying in tongues. And so um, it's one of those things that's supernatural. It is so wonderful. Um, and then once you receive that language, just start to practice it. Just start to practice it. Just begin to sing in it. Um, spring it. It's English and tongues and just begin to allow that place to flow in you and, um, and find a, find a group of believers that, that do it and they'll lead you into places, um, with, with that. And you, you'll find that, um, it is wonderful. 
absolutely wonderful. It's levels of protection. It, you pray the perfect prayer. And um, I'm sure they'll go over, Rachel, and we'll give you some more scripture on how that really applies and what does that look like practically. Yeah. Um, but it has transformed my own life um, and it's kept me and it's just, it's been such a wonderful journey with the Lord in this place, entering into the supernatural. So I have many stories for days, but I just wanted to share that with you. I think, <laughs> I think my main, uh, my main thrust, my main point here today is, is that when you start entering into the supernatural, our foundation has to be th- in the Word of God. Number one, number one, it has to be in the Word. It has to be able to find it in the Word. Um, in some, in, in some degree, find it has to be founded um, in the Word of God. And if you can, if you can stick to that, you'll keep yourself from deception. And um, and Holy Spirit has to be our anchor. And the the thing about Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit is Spirit of Christ, and He's in all believers. There will be a consistency amongst believers because we're all operating out of the same Spirit. Yeah. It's not everyone having their own personal pers- yeah. uh, Spirit guide that could have different opinions or ideas or whatever. No, we're all flowing in the same direction. We all have the same Holy Spirit speaking to us, and that's why the Bible says to hold each other accountable. And and like we can see when one of us is going off, and we can like confront them and help them because we're all that. It should all match with what the word is saying, and it we should all match each other in a certain degree. Um, For an sure, and, that, and that's why it says the spirit of prof- prophecy is subject to the prophet. So, someone who's prophesying, if there's another person in the room that has a prophetic gift, they should be able to discern if it's rightly so. If that makes sense. So, yeah, because it's one good. spirit. It's not like se- several spirits. And well, my Holy Spirit says this, and yeah. my Holy Spirit <laughs> says this. Yeah. It'll work like that. It's God like, is not schizophrenic. No, no, it's not. <laughs> like we are one body. Yeah, like one body one spirit together and so it should there's not all these different dif- different opinions and different things and so even me i am a um i am um i am i've been ordained as a prophet in my church and even my own prophetic revelation i submit to my leadership because i know that um well, the way i feel or see things is not always it and I'm learning and I know that um, it, whatever God's doing in me, it will resonate in someone else who has the Holy Spirit. Mm. Resonate. Yeah. It'll yeah. Resonate. It, it, it'll resonate. Like it will be, they may not, they may not be fully doing what I'm doing, but they're like, oh, that's probably God. Yep. That's God. That's good. I, yeah. I mean, I can't. So, so that, and God does that to, to keep us connected, to um, keep us all in the same vein. And, you know, cause it's, we're all interconnected. We all need each other. Um, and so, you know, if you have a friend and I, you know, you, I, even me, and like, I never put my pl- myself in this place where I can't get it wrong. If you think you can't be deceived, you're already deceived. Yeah, that's good. This is true. It you humble. It that's does. Sure. Like, you know, I never put myself in some place. Like I can tell, and I cannot tell you how many Job moments I've had. Read Job 41. Who are you? <laughs> who do you, like. When God you, says, says uh, who are you, who? Job? Exactly. To question the creator of the universe. Exactly. Where were you when I created the planets and did this and this? I can't tell you how many times I've had those moments. <laughs> like, of Ashley, get off of your pride, your pedestal, mm. of your reasoning, and repent. Like, bring, come low, right? So I've learned when you've been knocked off that pedestal multiple times, you know, definition of insanity <laughs> yeah, you just keep on going back on that pedestal and falling off, right? So you you know, I just I find that we're all in a journey of discovering God and he is so multifaceted, so much bigger than you could ever think or imagine. We we can't even like, oh my God, he's so much bigger. 
And when we we think that we have it all together and we cannot learn or be corrected, we're already wrong. Already. Already. Um, He's given us his word that's eternal. And so that's definitely our guide and as our anchor that he wants to reveal himself to you. And so, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a lot. (laughs) Um, It was, you know, trying to get our schedules together. It was a... I'm just glad we finally were able to make this happen. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, just so grateful. It's so good. I really pray that this blesses you guys. It definitely has for us as well. And, um, you know, as Rachel and I continue to talk about more topics and we get deeper into things like this is this is foundational. Like we can't go deeper. We can't talk about deception without knowing that foundation of the Holy Spirit, without knowing the word of God and um, them coming together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, prophet, would you mind praying us out? Sure. Sure. Um, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for everyone that is here listening, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill every room. God, that you would fill every space that they're at in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I, I thank you, Lord God, that you, that um, those that are listening, they're hungry for encounter, God. They're thirsty for you, Lord. And so, Lord, I'm praying that you would um, unveil yourself to them in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, I thank you. I come against every assignment of the enemy, everything that would try to close our hearts, everything that would try to keep us from you, Lord. We bind it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you, Father, right now that would you you would fill your people, God, with your Holy Spirit. I'm asking God for hunger. I'm asking for fire inside of them. Lord God, I thank you. Your word says that that um that that you are the water that we partake, that we will never thirst again, Lord. And so, Father, I pray, God, even now, Lord, that they would be filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that you would fill them to overflow, that they would um, step into a new place in the name of Jesus. And um, I just thank you, Lord. And I I thank you. And even as you said over me, I just decree over them a shift in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. I just prophesy mm-hmm. that you're coming into a new place even now. I prophesy that you're you're stepping into new things and that your eyes are going to be open to see God in a new way. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, right now that um that that vision, Lord, destiny, purpose is being um is coming awakened and alive in inside of your people that are listening. I just declared that there is a waking up to your glory. There's a waking up to who you are. There's a fresh wind blowing in their life to to push them into direction that you've called them. Lord God, I thank you right now. I I thank you that you're pulling them out of places and pits and and um and and um, mindsets, Lord that that are that are against your word, Lord God. That you're pulling them into a new things and new ways, Lord and that there's that you're that they're coming into a place of discovering who you are lord and so i just bless this in jesus name I bless their process, Lord. Um, I pray for protection even now in Jesus' name that you would keep them, that you would keep them in your word, Lord God. I pray that even those, I just even sense there's some of you that are having difficulty reading the word, having difficulty, like just even just understanding the word. It's not really, um, it's hard to read. It's hard to, to, to take it in. And I just, I just pray now in the name of Jesus, I just come against every assignment against your life to keep you distracted, to keep you from, entering into the word of God for, for seeing it, for understanding it and eating it and partaking of it and coming into a place of, um, of just understanding. And so I just pray for you, whoever that is that's listening. Um, and I just thank you, Lord, right now. And I just release peace right now over your people. 
I come against confusion. Lord, you said that your sheep know your voice and another voice they don't follow. Mm-hmm. And so, God, we we thank you, Lord. I break off confusion. I break off um, every lie of the enemy that's come against your life in Jesus' name. And I and I just speak healing. I just I'm telling you what I just see God moving over your lives. I see God doing such amazing things in you. I see Him um, almost recalibrating you, shifting you. And so I just release that shift over your life in Jesus' name. And I give you all the glory, Jesus. Amen. 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 This has been an episode of Life for Your Soul, brought to you by The Sevenfold. For more info on who we are and what you've heard in today's episode, head over to thesevenfold.com. Today we leave you with this blessing from 3 John. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Until next time, this is Life for Your Soul.